The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. If you were lucky, a few years ago you might have heard Red Mitchell and Roger Calloway and Brad Terry at some club in Manhattan. You know who I'm talking about anyway. Brad Terry was rehearsing for a concert with a group of high school kids, and one trumpet player couldn't get the right intro on fascinating rhythm. You know, that's a very difficult thing to do. So when everyone else had left, Brad worked with this kid for two solid hours, until finally he said, well, you've got it perfect for the concert tomorrow. And the kid said, oh, I'm not playing the concert. I only came in to help out with the rehearsal. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bear skins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Roy, Roy Eldridge. Doom, doom, doom. I noticed with some small amount of amusement that on the WFDU webpage, this program is listed as nostalgia. <laughs> and then I get to thinking, you know, that's probably right. You know, for a lot of people, anything over five or ten years old is, well, that's ancient, ancient music, that is. That is something that belongs in the antique archives. Nostalgia here from the humble farmer. Thank you for listening. I was just looking at a little lizard salamander thing clinging to the side of the garage. And this little thing had two eyes and a mouth and two front feet and two back feet. And I couldn't help but think that when all is said and done, we haven't come all that far. And Billy Anderson said, Did you notice how big the mouth is in comparison to the rest of the animal?
that's for your health, he said. Well, I disobeyed his orders and went to see you and found him there himself instead. I don't mind you cheating on me, but I wish you'd take that thing off his head, your brand new leopard skin pill box hat. Well, you got a new boyfriend, I ain't never seen him round here before. Got to shut the garage door. You may think he loves you for your money, but I know what he loves you for. Your brand new leopard skin pill box. Jack, 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 Jack Sheldon, Woody Herman Band with the with the well-known jazz classic. Leopard skin pillbox hat. A friend of mine who lives with his two daughters told his sister that he was looking for someone special. And his and his sister said, I don't know why my brother needs somebody special. He's already got his two kids. He could round out that little group with anybody for a weekend. Thank <laughs> you. 
Roy Eldridge. Roy Eldridge here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We're going to hear... No, I don't even dare say what I'm going to play next because if I push the wrong button, you'll say, oh, you don't know what he's doing. I'm going to try for Woody Herman's The Original Four Brothers. Dr. Olga says, Dr. Olga's a friend of mine, Dr. Olga says, we keep people in their place through humor. Because you know that we also advance our cause and make friends through humor. Abraham Lincoln, everybody knows, was a master at making people laugh to get his own way. And my brother could make my mother laugh when my brother was only three or so years old. He'd do something that wasn't quite right, you know, with management. And then he'd look at her and say something, make her laugh. (laughs) So he got away with a lot of foolishness. And my brother also used humor to the people's advantage when he was in the Maine State Legislature. You probably already know that no matter what their topic is, speakers usually start their presentations with at least an attempt at humor. And over the past 33 years, you know, I've spoken to hundreds of audiences. I wonder why, I wonder why I never thought of starting off with something that would make people laugh.
Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Now, that doesn't sound like a very old song to me, but I got to admit that when I was listening to it, well, it must have been 50 years ago, probably headed on on a 45 with early autumn on the other side. Nostalgia here with the humble farmer, St. George, Maine, where I live. St. George, Maine is right infested with artists. So I wasn't too surprised to hear that Winky's daughter had posed nude for an artist all last winter. I asked Winky why in the world he had ever let his daughter do that. And Winky says, well, why not? He had a stove in the studio...
This is one of those fade-out things. Somebody must have messed up the ending, so they faded out. That's what they do, you know. If you'd like to check in with us at the farm at St. George, in St. George, Maine, you know, see the cows and apple trees and how I plant my garden, you should be able to find the televised version of this program on YouTube by Googling Robert Carl with a K, Googling YouTube and... So thank you for not only listening, but looking. Get your hip card punched. Not many women do it, but Winky told me that on the day before their marriage, his bride-to-be told him about all of her previous affairs. Wow. I said, gee whiz, that took a lot of courage. And Winky said, it took a lot of memory. Today, assault is in there, dog biscuit is three to one, safety pin has been scratched, <laughs> and at 20 to one, fetal bomb. Now the horses are approaching the starting gate, and uh, there they go! And it's Stooge Hand going to the front, Cabbage is second on the rail, beautiful Linda is third by a length, and a fetal bomb. Around the first turn, Stoogehan is still in front. Cabbage is second by a head. Cabbage by a head! Beautiful Linda is third and a beetle bomb. 
into the back stretch. Dog Biscuit is now leading the pack. Lady Evelyn is second, very close. Banana is coming up through the bunch. Banana coming up through the bunch! And Beetlebaum. At the half, Stooge Hand still out in front. Apartment House is second with plenty of room. Assault is passing battery. Assault battery! Notary So Jack is fourth. And in last place by ten lengths, I believe it is. Yes, it is Beetlebaum. Around the turn, heading for home. It's Stooge Hand and Dog Biscuit and Girdle in the stretch. Flying Sylvester is third. And Mother-in-Law nagging in the rear. Oh, oh, oh. And now they come down to the wire, and it's number one, and now number two, and it's very close. It'll either be a photo finish or an oil painting, and now Lewis leads with a left, and Lewis is in there slugging, and it's a battle, and now they're tearing hair. There's hair all over the ring. There's hair all over the place. I don't know whose hair it is. It's mine. And there goes the winner. <laughs> Mike Jones here on The Humble Farmer. Where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned old music just for you every week at this time. Thank you for listening. Years and years ago, while talking on this program about the necessity of having seat belts on trains and buses, I was drawn into an on-air discussion that dragged on so long, well, even my friends threatened to turn me off. When several Russian tourists were killed on a bus that rolled over in Israel, I got back on my soapbox again, because seatbelts would have probably saved all of those people. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this? Can you imagine living in a country so backward that children would be permitted to ride to school in buses not fitted with seatbelts? My friend Dr. Rich Comp, you know, the well traveled solar guru, Rich Comp told me that each country has its own rules for riding on buses. And I know this is true because I remember seeing live chickens being brought on a bus in Morocco. fellow just had the chicken with the leg in his hands. The chicken was hanging upside down. And 50 or so years ago, when, as an inexperienced traveler, I boarded a bus in London with two huge suitcases, I remember the conductor said to me, you may put them up there. Try to do so without injuring anyone. Rich Comp told me that one time while riding a bus in Nicaragua, he was halfway to his destination before he was able to get all the way into the bus through the back door. Thank you. 
Connie Kay on there, John Lewis, Percy Heath. You don't, oh my word, I guess that is nostalgia. Don't hear about Percy Heath and John Lewis and Connie Kay. I think Connie Kay was Bing Crosby's drummer, wasn't he? I don't know about these things. You do. You tell me. What are you doing right this minute? I am the humble farmer at gmail.com and I'd like to know what it is you do when you listen to this program. My friend, Oh, I've had some good answers. See if you can top them. My friend, solar guru Rich Comp, is in great demand at universities all over the world. He's a solar guru. He's helped people in England, Europe, Africa, Central America, South America, and even me here in St. George, Maine. And very soon, Rich will be going to Rwanda. And as a result, you can believe, you can believe that he gets more than a few emails from Africa. And you can also believe, if you've ever received African emails, you can also believe that some of these emails are hoax emails and some are viruses and some are real. Want to know the secret? Rich says he knows which emails are real because the ones that are real in those emails, they don't offer to pay him. Her face was beautiful and so was her style. He 
grabbed his buddy's collar and then began to holler, say, look at that baby, hey, look at that baby, say, look at that baby now. I never knew they made them like this. She's what I call a bundle of bliss. And is she slick? Look at that smile and cute boy's bob. Ukulele Ike, and I've got to admit now, nostalgia. That that was probably recorded nine years before I was born. I'm not playing music for you from my time, from my era. I'm playing music for you that I like that might even be long before my era. I never heard that played on the radio. I don't know if radios, if we had radios when I was a kid. Do you know about Facebook? That's something we do have now. What has Facebook ever done for you? Introduced you to new friends? I got to tell you this, I got to admit that I am a slave to my Facebook. I've been rather selective. And because I have many well-educated friends, some of whom are also very intelligent, and I have many intelligent friends some of whom are also well-educated. Well, because I have all these friends, I already have more mentors, more teachers on my Facebook page contributing to my education than I can handle. No matter what I have for a question, there's somebody, one of my Facebook friends, knows the answer. So when friends suggest to me that I add one of their friends, one more friend, I check out his or her qualifications rather carefully. 
because unless there is someone out there who is of the caliber of my present mentors and teachers, I don't need any more.
exhausting there. <laughs> Roy Eldridge. Ooh, the pounding drums there. Joe Jones. Walter Page. My word. Don't hear about Joe Jones. I don't know if it was Philly Joe Jones or just plain old that ordinary everyday Joe Jones. Anyway, you're listening to The Humble Farmer on your favorite radio station, where with any luck at all. You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you. Nostalgia, huh? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do you, do you know several languages? Can you speak more than one language? Can you read three or four languages? For the past couple of months, my bedtime read-myself-to-sleep read-in has been de- detective books in Dutch. The detective's name is De Kock, with C-O-C-K, C-O-C-K. And I read these Dutch detective books over and over and over, because I'm trying to learn to read Dutch better. When I don't know a word, I put it on a little flashcard, and I learn these words on the flashcards. Of course, I learn them out of context. I can't remember where they came from in the book. And one word I've learned is the Dutch word for baby cows. Every time I go through the flashcards and see that word, I visualize baby cows, little cow, little cows in the pasture. My father, a Swede, born, born brought up in Sweden, my father told me that when he was a little boy, the Swedish word for disciples was very close to that of lion cubs. So when he heard the Sunday school teacher talking about Jesus and his disciples, he saw a man surrounded by lion cubs. When I was a little boy, I can remember singing, maybe I was five years old, singing, Sleep in Heavenly Peas, because when I was five, I knew what peas were, but I had never heard of peace. Last night, while reading in Decock, with my newfound knowledge, that is, the Dutch word for baby cows, I came to the part near the end of the book where, because de Kock does not yet know who the murderer is, he gets, in, he gets a pain in his feet, and this pain in his feet moves slowly upwards, upwards into his baby cows. Oh, his calves... <laughs>
Scott Hamilton. Scott Hamilton here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. My cousin Truman Hill tells me that there are so many people named Jimmy Smith that they even have a Jimmy Smith convention down south somewhere, perhaps North Carolina. Hundreds of people show up. Cousin Truman says that could be awful confusing unless everyone wore a name tag. Thank you for listening. Catch you again next week.